Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochelprano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. I'm feeling good today. Going to start right. off the show with a little humble brag. Did a, did a little half marathon yesterday, so nice. start the show off with that. Feeling a little sore today. I literally just got back from swimming and uh it's the first time post pandemic that it's been a long course pool so i just 50 meter pool man i'll kick your ass a little bit what is the uh the normal length well i guess it depends on normal but like i would say i would say the majority of pools are 25 yards and then there's a lot of 25 meter pools yeah. 50, 50 meters is like, you know, Olympic distance. Yeah. So the pool that I swim at, they usually put two breakers in the middle of it and make it two 10 lane, 25 yard pools. And then when they take the breakers out, it's one 10 lane, 50 meter pool. And man, I am, uh, I can already feel sore and I, I got out 25 minutes ago. It's a good feeling. I like the yeah. sore feeling. I'm, I'm feeling it. I, so uh, we're, we're in we're in good physical shape for this show, Andy. Unlike a lot of people in the NFL. Yeah, uh, we are um, we are thriving in week eight or whatever it is. Meanwhile, the NFL players. This is almost week nine. Ball. Almost well, week nine. Apparently, we're in better shape than professional athletes. Yeah, although we're swimming and running, and they're ramming into each other in medium speed car accidents 45 times a game true i i do want to add so i've now i've now completed three full marathons and two half marathons and, and to make it a sports equation even though or equivalent even though running is considered maybe a sport i i, I think it's like golf for me this is what i realized like 13.1 is it's not challenging enough at this point for me but 26.2 sucks and I feel the same way about golf. I always tell my buddies, I go, I go, 18 holes is a lot. It's too much for me. I'd love like 12 holes. I feel it's, it's the same way between the half and the full marathon. If, if yesterday's course was like, I don't know, 18 to 20 miles. Cause I, cause I didn't feel. I, Wait, like, but I, now did you do, did you do a, an actual like half marathon? You yeah. Like, the, the parts, Cincinnati, oh, okay. The Cincinnati, uh, it was pushed because of COVID, but their normal marathon slash half marathon was yesterday. So I did the course and I didn't study at all. I didn't even know what I was getting into. It's most similar to the the full, but the, the half was a lot. It's Obviously, it's a lot easier because it's half, but the course is easier and I didn't know that. So I would have pushed harder and I did all right. I had an 829 pace for the whole marath- for the whole half, which is, which is, which is not bad. I was at 151. Uh, for 13 miles. But do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was done with it and I was like, you know, 
I could have gone harder if I would have known it was more, if it was this downhill, but also I easily at my current pace had another four or five miles in me, but then to do 26 is a whole other thing. That's, that's what they say too, right? Like there's like a certain mile marker that's like relatively close to the end of the marathon, but that's where like people hit a wall, like 22 or something like that. Yeah. And that's how I feel about golf. Like I I'll enjoy golfing, but after like holes, probably 12 to 14, I'm saying maybe I should wrap this up. My golfing all depends on how I'm playing. I either, if I'm playing like somewhat well, I'll play 50 holes. And if I'm playing terrible, I want to play three. I played with Tug the other day. We played in this little tournament that his buddy runs and I just played terrible. I was actually playing okay to start and then just full meltdown. And I was like, I want to go home. I want to fucking, I want to drive this cart off a cliff. When, so what bad. are we- when are we getting, you know, Tug was texting with us. I don't want to reveal. Tug has a great take. A Tug take that I yeah. want to, that we, he needs to share on this show. I, I, well, you know, you know, the next, uh, I've asked him a couple times. He's saying, I got to get back. I got to talk to the wife. The next, the next week and week or so, I have a lot of travel under, you know, a scheduled. Um, so maybe there's a time where he can like, we could tag team an episode or something like that. Um, because thank you for, uh, an, an easy segue into it. Uh, guys, I'll be at the dead crow comedy club in Wilmington, North Carolina this weekend with Eddie Ift. I'll be at off the hook comedy club in Naples, Florida, um, mid next week, early next week. I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday at, uh, key West comedy club. So if you're in the North Carolina, Florida area and you want to come to some shows, that's where I'll be. I've never been to Key West. I've always wanted to go. Me either. I've never been to Naples either or Wilmington. Going to three new cities. Yeah. I, I think that would be three new for me as well. That's I've good. been to a lot of places in both North Carolina and Florida, but none of these places. North Carolina is popping these days. That's like a hot spot for everybody to move to. Yeah. And Ever uh, since the Outer Banks on Netflix. Yeah. Charlotte is real popular now as well. I mean, they're, they're coming off a huge, huge win against the Falcons, four and four. People want to move. They want to be in the proximity of Sam Darnold. Yeah. They want, they want a little, they want a little Darnold in their life. Did he play? Yeah. He played, right? Yeah, he, he, he I did. did. I didn't watch much of that game. I was say, I didn't watch any of it, so we're not going to discuss it. Yeah. I didn't watch a single snap of that game. And they're not going at, the only thing I'll mention about the Panthers is that Deshaun Watson, they're going to probably hold on to him. The Texans. The Texans. So no trade to the Panthers. Apparently the GM of the Texans says we, he doesn't feel that they're getting their money's worth for the offers. And he's going to, you know, so he's taking a chance. So he's going to hold on to Watson in the off season. All right. The, the Texans, the athletic did a great article in the Texans. It was comparing their inaugural season in 2020. 2002, their first season versus this season. And you, you could argue this season's worse. And statistically, they are worse in numerous categories. I don't know if you're watching that Rams game. The final score, yeah. the final score is misleading. No, totally misleading. I mean, it was 38 to nothing. Yeah, they were killing them. Like the Texans are historically awful. Are we, I mean, that's, it seems like a good, uh, 
segue in. I mean, that Rams team looks dominant. And then obviously, like you said, garbage time scores by the Texans. Rams team looks dominant. They go out this morning and add Von Miller for a second and a third. You got to love it. I got to say, man, the Rams, as far as I'm concerned, the Rams approach their roster the way I think a football team should, which is you play to win the Super Bowl. You can worry, you know, there there has to be thought about long term, but you have to play to win a Super Bowl. You can start Belichicking when you have five Super Bowls and, and start plotting on how you're going to get three in the next five or whatever. But until you get one, your strategy has to be you play to win the Super Bowl. They're right there, you know, in the last few years. And they go out, like, look at what they've done. They go out and they get a dominant shutdown corner. They go out and they get a quarterback to replace their high draft pick quarterback that is now in the MVP running. They go out and they get a dominant edge rusher. Now, he might be on the end of his tail end of his career, but you're adding him to a defense that's already got got like Von Miller is also a guy who gets a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. But like, good. He's it's the perfect way to use a guy like that. It's like, oh, you can't pay too much attention to Von Miller. We still have Aaron Donald. We still have, you know, all these other guys who can make you pay. Like you just add him to the mix. You know, it's, it's the Broncos did it with, Peyton Manning and the Rams are doing the defensive version with a guy from that same Super Bowl team. It's like we we could use a little bit more pass rush. Let's go get a guy that like, oh, you're going to like kind of like low key, not pay attention to Von Miller. Perfect situation for him. Yeah, they they really have since they moved to Los Angeles, you know, minus the first year. The last year of Jeff Fisher, every year they make moves. And, you know, all these guys, whether it's they go, they get Dominican Sue for a year, they yep. sign, they trade, they get Robert Woods, all these little pieces that they're adding here and there. They go and they get. Uh, what well, am I forgetting his name? And he was still good. It was the end of his career. The cornerback who doesn't play anymore, who does announcing a keep to leave. Yeah. They get him. Now, yeah. obviously, they trade for Ramsey. You know what's funny about this? I'm glad you brought up about saying they play to win the Super Bowl. Everybody thinks all these moves in the Rams, how are they? They make it work. Uh, their GM, Les Snead, is a great – I mean, he is a great GM. I'd argue he's one of the best in the NFL. The moves he makes – And, and I, the second and the third? Like – Yeah. What is – you know – that potentially hurts you again three to five years from now. First of all, you're hoping to get a Super Bowl before three years from now. You're hoping to get a Super Bowl this year. You're hoping to get a Super Bowl this year or next year. But also, a sec- second and third round picks, I would say at this point in the NFL, I would say a third round pick is a coin flip whether or not they're on your roster in two years. Yeah, I'd love I would, to see, I would love to see how many third rounders are with the team that drafts them three years into their career. Yeah. You're probably right. It's, I don't know what it would be, but 
they are playing to win now. And we've pretty much been in agreement, I'd say, for weeks now. The Rams, from depth to talent to both sides of the ball, I don't think there's a more talented team in the NFL or a deeper roster in the NFL. I would say their most glaring weakness, which to me isn't the biggest weakness, is the running back position. Right. Which at this point is like running back by committee is, you know. Yeah. Standard. Or or, or you do a a jet sweep with Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. It's like that's a run. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those are basically runs. And they have a coach, obviously, who's been to a Super Bowl, who's won multiple playoff games. I, you know, I think they are the team to beat. Now, obviously, the NFC is so top heavy. And we saw a great game on Thursday night with the Packers and the Cardinals. And to me, the Packers elevated more to play that well on the road without all those receivers, including, you know, Devontae Adams. I, I just think. To me, that was classic Aaron Rodgers finds a way. That that's what separates like someone like him is just such the cream of the crop because he finds a way. Now, granted, there was a huge mishap in the final play with AJ Green and Kyler Murray, but I really like the Packers as well right now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is like, I mean, listen, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And it's to me like I think Aaron Rodgers at this point, and this is, you know, the argument we always get on the show because uh, you know, the like saying saying something about these guys in terms of underrated, overrated, whatever, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with how good they are or how bad they are. But like Aaron Rodgers is underrated at this point. People treat it. People are like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's like, dude, he's going to go in on a Thursday night on the road with no receivers and play that way. And people like, you know, oh, what it and and what's he done since that Super Bowl? Oh, how many playoff games? He chokes in the playoff. It's like, are you guys insane? Like, open your fucking eyes and and look at things besides wins and losses with Mike McCarthy, (laughs) or you know, oh. Who is he going to show up in an NFC championship game? First, you have to get to an NFC championship game to not show up in it. The guy is unbelievably good. And and not only that, like I love his personality and and he continues to grow on me year by year. And I think that's his John Wick Instagram. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Now, like the, the, question with Aaron Rodgers is like how thought how much is he thinking about all this stuff so he does he does like a black and white Instagram like John Wick I don't know if it's like a Halloween post or whatever but he he recreates a scene from John Wick with a dog in the car and he's got the long hair and the beard and yeah I'm looking like, at whatever. it right now is this long hair beard thing he's been doing all season has he been plotting a John Wick Halloween photograph for four months that's hilarious. Because everybody's like, what's with the hair, Aaron? What's with the beard? Where's the short hair mustache? Where's the Joe Prano look that you've been rocking? I like his hair. I like his yeah. look. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, know you know what's great about Aaron Rodgers? He can pull off so many different looks. In fact, I might be right now. If you ask me at this point, if you could get stoned with any player in the NFL, 
I don't know who is going to beat him at the top of my list or, or if I'm in anything where I'm going through a traumatic situation or I need somebody to calm me down. I don't know. Just Aaron Rodgers telling you to relax, dude. I don't know a more cool and calm and composed guy. He got so lit up on that throw. He threw a touchdown. Obviously it turned into a meme. Yeah. He's just cool and calm, man. All those idiots who had serious takes that he was done after game one should not have jobs in sports. Also, sports all those idiots. I think there's that that's that's a that's a small percentage of like ludicrous hot takers. But the people who are like at this point, his drama, like the like during the offseason, anybody who wasn't team Rogers. Is clown shoes, the dude I, like, you know, you're you, you guys are Terry Bradshaw. I'll take Rogers over the coach. I'll take Rogers over the fucking everything. I'll take Rogers over the team colors. Yeah. If you're the Packers, hey, hey, uh, Rogers wants to go to orange and pink. Well, looks like we're going to orange and pink. Who gives a shit what your colors are? You're the fucking you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. But again, I, I still it seems like we agree. Just the Rams to me are are the are the cream of the crop of the NFC. But absolutely, any you know, as we know, it doesn't matter on any Sunday. Anybody can win. And and not to take anything away from the, the Cardinals are still great. They lost yeah. one game. And I'm a Matthew Stafford stand, and I think he's a perfect fit for them. And I think he's an MVP candidate. And I think he's proving what I knew the whole time, which is if you're not in the dumpster fire that is Detroit, and we'll go there later, that he he would be considered a, a wildly different player if he hadn't been in Detroit as proof by, and I love it to do it every week going into that old video where I compared him to Russell Wilson and just like waving hello to guys who were like, even comparing Stafford to Russell Wilson and you should be guy with the mustache should kill himself. Uh, okay. Well, here we are. And, but here's the thing, any given Sunday, because right now, if you called Sean McVay, and you were like, listen, I know Matthew Stafford knows your offense and he's awesome and he's an MVP candidate, but the Packers want to trade you Aaron Rodgers for him straight up right now. He'd be like, I'll take it. No backsies. Matthew Stafford is on his plane to Wisconsin. Yeah. Because well, Aaron Rodgers is another level. You know, let's just talk about the Lions. You, you mentioned them. And at this point, M- move them. I mean I, I mean, I don't think you're joking. And I actually... I'm not. I think they should. I think the Ford family should have to sell them. I couldn't agree more. And I think that it's they should disgusting. have to move out of Detroit. It's disgusting. What are you guys doing? And and Lions fans, I don't care. I don't give a shit that you go. It's like th- this has been this is going on too long. We're in the third consecutive decade in my life where you're just dog shit. And and, and like the coach, this coach is a perfect example. Like, how dare you guys hire him? Yeah. I, y- hey, no. we're a punchline. We should hire a coach who's also a fucking walking punchline. Obviously, uh, you know, we all know my thoughts on, you know, the Bengals organization and how critical I am. But the Detroit is like next level. The Detroit is the, the Detroit Lions. The Ford family is Mike Brown and their family on steroids. It's the just the inept decision year after year, coach after coach. And it really does help your argument with Matthew Stafford, what he was dealing with. Guys, let's not forget, he did have Calvin Johnson for a while. Then Calvin Johnson said, 
I can't deal with this anymore. Just like Barry Sanders said the same thing. I mean, Detroit at this point, the culture is so bad. And to be honest, even, even making that trade, but like, like Joe, who wants Jared Goff? I know you get a first round pick and I th- I'd assume Detroit now, since they haven't won a game is going to be loaded with picks, especially first round next year. But look, we've, we've been here before. We got Matthew Stafford. We got Calvin Johnson. Yeah. We didn't win a single playoff game with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So what, and that's the thing is if you're getting the, if you're getting generational talents every five years and you go, and, and some of those years you're going one in 15 or oh, and 16 or two and whatever, or three and whatever. Like at some point, enough is enough. Yeah. And, at some point, I, what the fuck? Honestly, you talk about being, you talk about being a Browns or sorry, a Bengals fan that like is boycotting. And now you're having, now you're in this beef with, you know, Bengals fans. Is it like Lions fans should be like you, the Lions fans all need to get on the same page and do like a fans only meeting in a parking lot and be like, how are we doing this? Yes. We need to not show up. We need to, we need to stage a walkout. Like the, you know, the third play of the game, everybody files out of the stadium. I like it. We don't, we don't, we're not coming back until you guys, whatever. Now we're seeing the way you're fucking, the way Bengals fans are so turned that this is hard to do because people love their football, but it's like, do do it in in the short run and say listen we don't want to stop being lions fans we want to keep being lions fans but like barry sanders and like megatron we're not doing it this way so we're walking away until you fucking fix it yeah i i i mean what you just hit on why well, i agree with all that but I like how you use the words generational talent. Like they got Calvin Johnson. They got Matthew Stafford. Guys, the the odds of them hitting on a wide receiver slash quarterback like that, I'd put it less than 1% in the next few years. In the last 30 years of our lives, there's they have a Hall of Fame running back, receiver, probably quarterback. Yeah. And you've won... Nothing of consequence. Not a single playoff game. Not a single playoff game. It's, I mean, it's, it's next level. I'm pulling up their record. Since 2001, I'm just going 20 years back. They've had, let's see here. Okay. A couple more than I thought. No big deal though. They've had four winning seasons. Like, who do they beat, Joe? I mean, they that is a absolute ass-whooping at home to the Eagles. They they were out of that game by the second quarter. Yeah. And the Eagles are bad. Bad. Look at the stats for the Eagles in that game. How do you even how, – how is it possible that a quarterback's running for 100 yards and you're giving up 40 points? Their point differential this season – is minus 110. Minus 110. 
God, it's bad. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think the fans, they need to organize some sort of boycott where they walk out of the game. Because at, at what point do you just say, I'm sick of dealing with this shit. Right. Yeah. Or like a class action lawsuit where you're like, you guys have stolen our money. I, I, you know, from a business end, I would love to know how the NFL, the other owners view this. Do they just not care because it's an easy W for their team? Or do they look at it and say, it doesn't help our league when this team is consistently poor and plays like shit every year in a division that is like, like you, you go back again, the last 25 years. I mean, you had deep Vikings playoff runs with the Moss era. You have the Packers winning multiple Super Bowls. You have the Bears going to a Super Bowl, going to NFC championship games. You're just, and you, and you just don't, you're doing nothing. Nothing. And, and that's a great point. Like that division, that's a winnable division. It's, it's not a division where it's, it's not a Patriots AFC East division where they're just dominating for a 20 year period. I don't think Jared Goff's going to be in the NFL unless he's a backup. I, I, I don't even see Jared Goff in the NFL in three years. Maybe, maybe he's a backup. Yeah. I mean, Mike Lennon's still in the league. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Detroit style pizza. I love that. Like if you guys can create a pizza that it seems that a lot of people like, you can create a football team that is at least feasible. It's embarrassing which, what you're doing. Thanksgiving Day walkout. That's what they should be doing. Ooh. Detroit Lions fans. Ooh, I, know, I like I know this. We have, I know we have some. Yeah. Who, who listen to this show. I am not a Detroit Lions fan, and I don't care about your team, honestly. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm going to say this today because you lost to the Eagles, and that really fucking pisses me off. But tomorrow, I'm going to go back to not giving a shit about your dumpster fire franchise. Um, but for now, you, you can use me. Use this clip. You guys need, Detroit Lions fan, you guys need to organize a Thanksgiving Day walkout to, I, I got, show, to, to force changes in the franchise. And I am here for you. If somebody else gets this going, if you get the change.org thing going, if you get the fucking whatever, we will share it. We will rally it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it for you because I don't give a shit. But you need to do this. Sure. Well, here's what they should do. They should not only organize a walkout on Thanksgiving Day, they should all then meet up and have a giant Thanksgiving walkout celebration, courtesy of our friends at Butcher Box with a mm. great Thanksgiving meal. Mm. Right, Joe? Doesn't that make yeah. sense? Leave the stadium, go back to the parking lot, mid game tailgate, sponsored by Butcher Box. I mean, it couldn't be better. Guys, when it comes to meat, quality matters. And when it, and when you invest in high quality meat from Butcher Box, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. And nothing would be better for Lions fans than a, than a great tasting meal at Thanksgiving while they are thankful for 
thankful for the misery that they can share with each other. Right, Joe, there, there's some yeah. sort of camaraderie that lives with, with misery that you could share with your misery fellow loves company. Fans. It's a very well-known phrase, Andy. There it is. That's what I was looking for. I knew yeah, you helped me you out were. with that. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't ordered ButcherBox, I don't know what you're waiting on. Every month, ButcherBox will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. No antibiotics or added hormones. Each box contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on your type of box. That's enough for 24 individual meals. So imagine if we got thousands of Lions fans ordering this together. This is the best bang for your buck. So skip the lines, Lions fans and Dirtballs, for your Thanksgiving turkey this holiday, Butcher Box is proud to give new members a free turkey. Listen to this deal a free turkey. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty to sign up. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty to receive a free turkey in your first box. So, so I'd say, you know, I'd say we got a segue from the Lions to the Bengals because they're kind of synonymous with each other. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the a big AFC's up. the AFC's Lions, basically. Yeah, you could say it's the Browns, but yeah, the Browns have actually won some playoffs games recently. Yeah. So the Bengals had a, had an upset, which I, I I called and I didn't call. I, I said I'm picking the Bengals for Survivor, but I know they're gonna they're gonna choke. And I posted yeah. it. This was last episode. And you and the the Ruther curse got me. Because I had them in Survivor as well. We have a very angry call about that. I'm going to play it here real quick. What's up, guys? This is Corbin from Colorado. I'm just calling in um, basically to portray my hate towards Andy Ruther and the Cincinnati Bengals. I also picked the Bengals in my Survivor's pool to beat the New York Jets and their backup uh, quarterback, Mike Smith, I think his name is. White. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the survival pool was about a $3,500 pool there at the end. You know, there was about 12 people left, I think, you know, coming in on week number eight. And uh, the fucking Cincinnati Bengals lose to the New York Jets and their backup quarterback, most likely all because of Andy Ruther and the return of the Ruther curse. Many thought it was dead. It is no, not. No one thought it was dead. Very much alive, <laughs> and I'm feeling uh-huh. that today. Um, and I also wanted to uh, talk to you guys about the penalty there at the end. I know Joe tweeted about it. Just what a bullshit call. Uh, Bengals would have got the ball back there, possibly. You know, maybe had a chance to go down and score, and uh, all of it was over because that freaking unnecessary roughness call. Anyways. Uh, Thank you to the host of the podcast, Joe Prano. Uh, stay there. You're welcome. Unbelievable. The shade. Yeah, I, I, I never thought. I never thought your the curse was dead. Your curse. The Ruther curse is like Michael Myers. I mean, we're on movie thirteen at this point. <laughs> like this, there's no like the idea that oh, I think it's dead. Yeah, I think I think Jamie Lee Curtis is not going to have a three or four consecutive nights of good sleep before the Andy Ruther curse is back again, and. Yeah, listen, the one of the worst calls I've ever seen. It's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And yeah, the Bengals certainly have an opportunity if they have fourth and long and have to punt the ball away. But that doesn't change the fact that you're in a game 
against the Jets that you're going to lose. Like even that call, like that's no excuse. Sure. But that is one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And here's my, my big problem with the NFL and with sports in general right now is the like dipping our toe in when it comes to replay and whatever, but just being like, but these things are not reviewable. Why isn't the fucking check swing horrible call in the Dodgers giant series reviewable? Why isn't this reviewable? Why isn't, why aren't things in the ninth inning or the last two minutes of a game? Why isn't every single call reviewable? Not only did the guy, did the guy not fucking initiate helmet, helmet contact. The other guy did. Yeah. The DB did on uh, the jets. Yeah. The, 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 well, the, the running back or whatever it was. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm mixing it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Jets had the ball. Like one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And also, again, much like the end of that Giants-Dodgers series with the check saying like, who, what kind of lack of just awareness of the moment do you well, that's have what's, that's what to sucks. even make that call? How are you pulling that flag out of your pocket? And if it's halfway out, you still don't have to throw it. You're not going like it's halfway out. You're not going... What kind of dipshit would even make this call in this moment? Yeah. What sucks is that that was such a fun game to watch. There was so much back and forth and wild turnovers. That was a wild game. The Jets marched right down the field to score a touchdown to start the game. And I was like, okay, are the Jets going to show up today? The Bengals get three turnovers in the first half. Mike White throws some awful interceptions. The Bengals only got 10 points off those three turnovers. To me, that's the difference in the game right there. Yeah. But you're right. To end a game, the Bengals are down three. And you're thinking, oh, Bengals get the ball back. Can they get a field goal or get a score for the win? You know, it just it's it's deflates the entire game. And here's the thing. I know you're you have been Mr. Anti-Bengals and you are still battling. People with with every turn in the Bengals season, people are coming at you. And you said before the show, and then I was like, save it for the show. You're like, I'm not going to go that hard because any given Sunday in the NFL, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. I'm actually going to take the opposite approach. I'm going to be more critical of the Bengals than apparently you are today, which is I, I understand that this had trap game written all over it. We all said that. But here's the thing. You go last week and blow out the Ravens to take control of it and you come back to lose to the Jets, fuck you, you're not that good. You're not that good. If you can't, if you put yourself in a position to be in the first place in the conference, to take over the division lead, to stomp a division rival, and then you come back and you lose to the Jets with a backup quarterback, then you are not a, you are not the quality team that I think can go, Deep in the playoff, if you can, if you can't build on that, I don't see you winning three playoff games in a row. I don't see you winning two playoff games in a row. Now, listen, like I said, I wouldn't bet on anybody winning a playoff game, you know, maybe except for the Rams, like we talked about last week, but I wouldn't necessarily bet against anybody who makes the playoffs winning a playoff game either, except maybe like, I don't know, the Steelers or something like that. But uh, to me, this is a define. This is as much a defining loss as the Ravens' defining win was a defining win. Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. I I was just saying, you know, 
there are 17 weeks and, and I, and obviously any given Sunday, the jets have now beaten. It's funny. The jets two wins are at home against the Bengals and the Titans. Yeah. So they've beaten a team with a six and two and now five and three record. They've, they beat good teams somehow. But the I Jets are bad. They are. I, and I agree with your points. I just don't know how a defense completely shuts out Lamar Jackson and then gives up 400 passing yards. He was their first Jets quarterback to throw 400 yards since Vinny Testaverde. It's been that long. To me, it comes back to the coach. Bengals fans don't want to hear this. To me, this, this starts from the, again, who is Zach Taylor? Who is Zach Taylor? He's, he's, he's a guy who should not be a professional coach. He just shouldn't. He never earned it. He was never, he, he never earned it. Listen, I have a hard time judging young coaches in their first couple of years, as opposed to guys I'm 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 gonna judge a guy who takes over a team who's had the shots before. I'm gonna judge the Adam Gases. I'm gonna judge the Pat Shermers. I'm gonna judge the guys you're seeing. You go, you haven't done shit. Now we give you an opportunity, and you're still not doing shit. Like that's a that's a guy I can say. Let's pull the ripcord after a year. Let's pull the ripcord after two years. I have a hard time judging guys because I think it's difficult to be a head coach in the NFL, and I think there are guys that we've seen before who come and they don't do that well in their first run and that they are a good coach. So, well, it I is, think- but, but it's also year three, you know what I'm saying? Like, like right. to me, this is a results driven league sports in general by year three. I, I understand the, the first but year, by year be- three in week seven, he's the one seed in the AFC. That, that is a back break. I, I, I don't know if Bengals fans fully realize this as far as the standings, that is a backbreaking loss Yeah, because their schedule now, the good news for Bengals fans is six of their last nine games are at home, but those are all going to be tough games. The worst team you face is San Francisco. It's going to be the Browns they get this week. That's going to be a tough home game. The, the Steelers, the Ravens, those are tough home games. The Chargers, the Chiefs, even the Niners at home. Like These are all going to be tough home games. Any given Sunday thing in the NFL, it's like, this isn't what this wasn't week one. This wasn't a nine, six game in the snow. This wasn't, you know, a 14, 13 game with a field goal miss in a win in the wind. This was a, you can't stop the jets. Yeah. It's, it's not good. And a lot of pressure. That'll be a fun game. I think this week, a lot of pressure, the Browns obviously lose. They're four and four. The Bengals are five and three. I mean, this is a huge game for that division this week. And conversely, that's a big win for Sala in his first year. I mean, I you know, just I think that that's a. I know they're not going to be anywhere, but it's a big win to get your team who's looked terrible to compete and then win. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, if you're the jets and I think it's almost even different from my giants who are across town and because the history of the giants is just so much greater that, you know, it comes a point as a giants fan where I don't want to win games anymore. You know what I mean? Now that doesn't mean as a giants fan, I don't root for them to win every week, but it comes a point where, in your heart, 
you really don't want, you want the draft picks. As a Jets fan with a new coach, a team that's just like, I mean, you're not the Lions, but you're not that far off. Yeah. You need to see that this is going to be a guy that can, that can go, hey, we're in a fucking tough division. Do we have a coach? Like, I think if you're the Jets, your goal is like, let's go five and 12. Sure. I agree. Like, that's a start. That's let's go five and 12. Then let's go seven and 10. And then let's make the playoffs. Yeah. You know? Obviously, Burrow, I think Burrow has the it factor. I think we all agree. But here's a concerning stat from this year. He has the most fourth quarter interceptions of any QB. He has five. Mm-hmm. So the majority of his interceptions are when it matters most. And, and that was a bad pick. I don't know if you saw that. The tip pick, that was a bad pick. Yeah. Where the, where the Jets regained the lead in that game. That, that's a bad pick. But we'll see. And, and I just alluded to it. The Browns lose. The Steelers are not good offensively, but defensively, they have games like the Bills, like now against the Browns, where the defense just shows up and they say, we're not giving up any points, which is going to keep them in games if they continue to do that. But again, and that's and that's fine, but like that's another game where, sure, you have a Steelers defense that shows up, but like to me, it's a, such a bigger Browns loss than a Steelers win. Now, I know the Steelers are... I think technically would be a playoff team right now. Um, but like, I just, I've said from the beginning, I don't believe in the Steelers team. If, if I had to bet on any team to not win a playoff game, that was playoff. I would bet on the Steelers, but at the same time, like you're the Browns, you get your starting quarterback back. He's really banged up, man. I, I think it's a bad I don't situation. Care. I don't care. If that's the case, you won the game with Case Keenum last week, then fucking play him. Yeah. You can't lose that game. I I agree. The Browns can't lose that game. And you can't play as poorly as they did. You have to be like, listen, whatever we are, we're we're going to define ourselves right now by saying the Steelers have beat the shit out of this division for years. Certainly us. We're not going to lose it. We're going to, we're not going to let the undertaker fucking come out of the coffin. Yeah. We are going to bury this team. Big Ben has lost. I I saw the stat during the game. I think it said he's only lost twice his entire career against the Browns. He's won 50 games in Ohio. Holy shit. He's dominated the state. I, I don't it, know if it was 50 games in Ohio or 50. Ga- it must be 50 games against Ohio teams, right? He gets four chances a year. Uh, yeah, I guarantee it's 50. Yeah. He's dominated both teams. Yeah. And here the Ravens are sitting at home on their off week. Got to be loving the Bengals and Browns loss. It just puts them in such a better position. Yeah. The AFC's tough. Like, who is your team right now? The Titans have a hard-fought win at Indy. Now it looks like... And Derrick Henry's out indefinitely. Indefinitely. The Bills struggle but win against the Dolphins. The team that that I think has been... I know it's crazy to say because they haven't been in the mix 
Like it seemed like they were going to make the leap and, and you can't really count on it on a team to make the leap. But I think the biggest disappointment in the AFC has been the chargers. They have lost games. That's another game. Like, how do you not win that game at home? Yeah. You've lost a game to the Patriots at home. You've lost a game to the Cowboys at home. I get that there's not a lot of Chargers fans. There's probably more Patriots fans there yesterday than Chargers fans. We got a call. Probably more Dallas fans. Yeah. Than Chargers fans. But yeah, like the AFC is like, that's why Chiefs are lurking. Chiefs are lurking. The Chiefs come out tonight and beat the shit out of my Giants, which God willing, they don't do. But like, if they come out and beat the Giants 40 to 10 tonight, suddenly like no one wants to play the Chiefs, right? Oh, they're I mean, they're right there at four and four. If if they win tonight, they're right there. A hundred percent. So you go from the bottom up. Miami's bad and has a quarterback problem. Houston's got Houston's bad has a lot of problems, including like a real quarterback problem. Houston, we do have a problem. Yeah. Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They have, their coach has fingered more women in bars that aren't his wife this year than he's won games. (laughs) The Jets are two and five and like, you know. By the way, I, 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 I do, I do have some insider info. Not even info. I, 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 the one girl who was famous with Urban Meyer, it's like a friend of a friend sort of thing mm-hmm. about her. What's the deal? What was it? What was my buddy telling me? I, I don't want to reveal too much about what my connection is, but uh, I think, am I correct in this? She's just like some dental hygienist or something, just like some normal chick. But she made her Instagram private, which I would argue is the worst thing you could do there. Like if you if you if you care or if you want an Instagram following, there's so many thirsty dudes out there, so many horny dudes. You don't make your Instagram private. Was my well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Was that her end game? I don't know what her end game was. But go go ahead. I thought there was I thought there was gonna be more to this than. She's a dental hygienist. There yeah, is I, more. I have and some I'm, insider info. I know is, what job. I know what her job is. Cool. There is more, and I'm completely forgetting. We'll save her for next show. Who's your AFC team right now? Buffalo. I, I picked them to make the Super Bowl. Right, but right now, like, okay, so like, who's? What's your Super Bowl matchup right now? Knowing what you know, I'd still stick with Buffalo because I think they can have those scoring outputs when they need it. Is they still have a very strong defense? I'm still going to stick with the Bills. Chargers have been disappointing. They really have. Like that's a game you got to win. And Justin Herbert struggled again. Yeah. Our buddy Michael Majid. Majid was at the game with guys. <laughs> I saw his picture. They tagged Dirty Sports in. He's with guys dressed up as Patriots. He's amazing. So. So he's a Patriots fan. He went there with his dad. He had my tickets, my Charger season tickets. He sent me that picture, which I posted on Dirty Sports Twitter. Absolutely amazing. The three guys in front of him. One was wearing a Patriots Aaron Hernandez jersey. Yeah. 
<laughs> one was in an Aaron Donald jersey and one was in a Raiders jersey. Yeah. Unbelievable. So he left a call. I'm going to play the call. It's a longer call, but that's all right. It's an update because he went to the preseason game at SoFi Stadium using my tickets. He wanted to update the situation at SoFi and his experience at SoFi. Right, because he gave us a food review in the first one. Like a transportation review. He, yeah. he, he's doing an update review. Great. So so we're halfway through the season. This is our buddy, comedian Michael Majid. Majid. With an update on SoFi Stadium. Happy Halloween, boys. Majid here, back for another installment of Tales from the SoFi. First off, massive shout-out to the Dirty Sports and the one and only Andrew Ruther, who had the foresight to purchase Chargers season tickets years back in a transplant city. And this allowed the team to continue their streak of consecutive road games. The only Charger with a weaker fan base is the two charging stations hidden within the crevices of Section 300. $2 billion, and you have less outlets than my car which leads me to my update on the facilities. Number one, concessions have considerably improved since preseason. Still a shortage of stands, and there are no name brands available, but the variety has massively upgraded. I ended up purchasing a barbacoa burrito after giving up on my quest of finding a nacho dish served in the shape of a Ladanian Tomlinson vintage visor. Parking (laughs) has also considerably improved. Still a shortage of lots, but they've made shuttles and rideshare pickup much easier. If you really want to splurge, you can find a parking pass on whichever ticket aggregator Dirty Sports currently works with. Three, bathrooms are more congested than in the preseason, which I expected considering all of South Boston essentially teleported themselves to L.A. after six cases of Sam Adams in the lot. My tip is to go down to the ground level outside the mezzanine. Nobody seems to know there are restrooms there, and you'll be in and out quick. Finally, no review of SoFi would be complete without a Yo Fool update. This week, Three Yofuls sat down directly in front of us and close enough where I could see everything they were up to. One in a Derek Carr Raiders jersey, one in an Aaron Donald Rams jersey, and one in a blinking guy named Aaron Hernandez throwback Patriots jersey. They spent the entire game drinking Modelo's, DMing Instagram quote-unquote models, and taking selfies for their stories filtered with Halloween color palettes and Halloween gifs. Can't make that up. All right, guys. Keep up the great work. Until next time. Later. What a review. Dude, he, he's, he's crushing Threw me for these. a loop at the end when he pronounced it GIFs, but I know that's a, that's a, that's a ongoing internet argument. He's crushing these reviews. He was texting me during the game. He goes, I can't believe these guys are doing these Halloween filters on their Instagram. Spooky. It's spooky season. <laughs> Apparently it's yo, not just yo it's not fool, just yo fool, it's spooky season. Yo, man, get the, yo, get yo, dude. If you're gonna do a Halloween post, man, you better have the right filter, bro. Is there any chance that the Aaron Hernandez throwback jersey is like a murderer costume? Like, you know, guys go out dressed as like Jason and guys go out dressed as Michael Myers. He was just like, I'm a murderer for Halloween. Yeah. Or do you think he's a Patriots fan who's a yo fool who still owns an Aaron Hernandez jersey and doesn't think twice about it? I, I think it's that. If you go to a Bills game, how many OJ jerseys do you think you see? I think you, be, you see a couple. You see a few. Right. I mean, we know you see a lot of Ray Lewis jerseys at Ravens games. Sure. I mean, they have a statue of Ray Lewis outside the stadium, which is still yeah. my favorite. Yeah. 
literally connected to a double murder. But the minute you claim Jesus, it's everything's free. Like well, that, that, that should be Harvey Weinstein or some of these guys defense. I found Jesus. Bill Cosby. I found Jesus. Oh, you're cool. Now you found Jesus. Awesome. J E S U S. <laughs> so it seems like they've updated some things for the better, but he also seems to be our insider as far as where to use the bathroom. Those sort of things. It looks like lack of phone chargers, which is kind of surprising considering it's a $6 billion state-of-the-art technologically advanced stadium. I mean, you got to go in with 100% charge, right? Like you got to leave your house with 100%. Yeah. Don't be an amateur. I've been, listen, we, the the iPhone, especially, and I know you're like an iPhone stan, but uh, the iPhone, especially like it, it does the thing where you hit, you hit X number of days owning the phone. Like, they they literally zap it so that your charge doesn't last. But at that point, you 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 know you need to leave your home with a hundred percent. Oh, dude, you, you need you to be able to make it through a football game. You don't even know my phone. I like I I I'm so cheap. I I'm finally gonna get a new one. But like I've held out. My phone is a six S. It's five and a half years old. I had the battery replaced almost three years ago. It goes so quickly. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I don't think it can last. It can't last two hours now, just not charged. Even if it was at 100, if I do like any little thing, it'll take 10%. My last two phones, maybe my last three phones, my last three phones, two things that I, that I've like made efforts to like, be like, just, you just have to stay committed to this. I no longer piss in my wetsuits. I'm just like committed to it unless it's like an emergency situation. Cause in the long run, it fucking long run. You have a piss wetsuit. I know I was like, just, you have to commit to changing your ways. And I no longer charge my phone at night. And it just, I mean, the amount that it has saved me. Like, I think that is like the number one thing that like kills your battery life is like, you can't overcharge your phone. Can't well, that, well, that's also what they were. The lawsuit, you realize that was one of the things, or, or I guess one of the things was when you were doing system updates, it was purposely zapping your battery, the iOS updates, mm-hmm. which they but were found guilty of. But you are right about the charging. Like I got a new computer in February and I looked and it seemed to be to keep the same way with your computer. I don't know if it's the same way with the phone. Yeah. For the computer, it said between 20 to 80%. Or, or no, no, no. I from what I read, it said when it gets down to 40, charge it from 40 to 80 percent. So then I'll unplug my computer at 80%, let it get down to 40. Now it doesn't always work out that way. I don't know, but that I've is I've read the- a lot of stuff about it where a lot of the claims are like, oh no, you there you can you can keep it to hundred percent and like keep going. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I just made a commitment to stop doing that on my phone, and it has changed the game for me. I now no longer have battery problems. And which but, iPhone, which iPhone do you have? I mean, yeah, I mean, the, I don't have a battery problem now because my phone's like relatively new. I think yeah. like twelve or something. Like exactly. That, yeah, I think even I'm the gonna, last one. I think I'm gonna finally upgrade because that that was a legit. You've earned it, Andy. Well, dude, I had off for five and a half years. You know, if you have battery trouble all the time, maybe you switch to Android. Saw that they have, they have replacement batteries. You know, 
You can bring a battery in your pocket. Saw that coming a mile away. I was concerned. I was like, if my battery goes to zero when I'm running this half marathon, this is not going to be good. You're running with a phone? I'm listening to music. Interesting. I'm not running 13 miles of that music. Well, I mean, you you, you have an iPod. You have like a little... AirPods? Yeah. Or I'm saying, don't you have like... Yeah, I put the phone on silent, so it wasn't decreasing the battery too much. I'm saying if I was running a marathon, I would have a specific like small music thing. But I hate running. I can't even run. Like a lot of people run with their phones, huh? I mean, I dude, I dude, I saw people FaceTiming while they were running a fucking marathon. <laughs> I mean, I I I I, I want to, to trip this woman. I, I saw people Instagramming and putting Halloween filters on because it's spooky season. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, Joe. If you run a marathon and don't post about it on social, did you really run a marathon? No. I didn't I didn't yeah. take I didn't I didn't post a single thing. I just said I'm gonna get in and I'm gonna get out. I was by myself and I did. And, and then you and, opened your podcast by talking about that. Well, that was kind of part of it, part of the <laughs> joke. The marathon, you know where it does start. I did get a chuckle. It starts at Paul Brown Stadium. Oh, I was gonna say at a at a fucking chili spot. No, but I had an idea real quick. I'll share and then we'll get to some more games. I had an idea because I'm not a big marathon guy. Like You've done I, three I, of them? Well, yeah, I've done five total between halves and, and real ones. But but here's the thing. I don't what like have you the, done two marathons and three half marathons? Three full, two half. So you ran it. What did you run? The Cincinnati Marathon, the LA Marathon? I technically, I technically finished Nashville. We all know that debacle. Oh, that was the original, original, right? I mean, I finished it. Right. But I had an idea while I was running the marathon yesterday. What if I did things that nobody would do and it would be like a spiel and I would like document it? Like there was a White Castle in the first mile of the marathon. I was like, what if I stopped at a White Castle, ate like 10 sliders, and then we see how far I can go before I either shit myself or vomit? And then at mile eight yesterday, I ran by a Skyline Chili, and I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, then I could add that to the mix or not, or that could be part of it too. I mean, How- 10 sliders out of the gate. I was going to say, maybe you do a White Castle, like maybe you, maybe you crave case it and you do the, you know, they come in like splitsies. Yeah. Right. Maybe you do like a, a two sliders every mile or something like that. And carry it because it's an actual and then case. To run. Yeah. Well, exactly. look, I'm I'm just tossing out ideas. I I, I don't know what it running would be. with the case would be great. Wearing it in a in a La Baby Bjorn, like oh my like god, a hangover. But I like the idea of stopping at White Castle in the runner outfit, just a mile in. And then another idea I had was, how far could you run on edibles? Oh, I feel like that would help. Well, you'd be so dehydrated. Do so, edibles so, dehydrate you? Me, me, it does. I, I, I need, I need. If I eat an edible, I need water. I mean, yeah, there's I, definitely a cotton, cotton mouth, mouth situation. Yeah, but I don't know if you're actually dehydrated, right? I don't know how that works. But this is what I was thinking. Would it be there? Are, I guarantee you, there are distance runners who are like on edibles. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking if it would be more interesting to eat the edible then let it kick in an hour in. So like yesterday for me, probably about the seven mile mark. Is that more interesting? Or you eat it before 
and you're stoned when it starts. I think I, I honestly think these would be interesting videos. I, I don't think you go as far as you're saying you think guys are on it. I dude, I don't know if I'd have the the drive to keep running if I'm on an edible. I don't know. These, these, by the way, these were the ideas that were going through know, my head. Things that keep you going. I'm like thinking about this stuff while I'm running. Just full throttle, just face forward, thinking about this stuff. And I was like, I wonder how many White Castle cheeseburgers I could eat and run. That would be legendary, dude. Holding a case. Yeah. There were some people dressed up yesterday. Oh, I'm sure. My favorite was there was a spot on Forrest Gump. Oh, I was like, great. good for you, dude. I mean, he had, he had the Forrest Gump when Forrest Gump ran the beard. Yeah. The, he had the old school headphones, his hat. I was like, good for you, man. All right. Let's get back to, uh, let's get back to some games. Let's do it. Jameis Winston done for, out the, for year. the year. I wonder where that, I, you know, He's done for the year, turns 28 in January. I wonder where that will put him in all-time rankings for guys under 28. I, not that I'm rooting for a guy to fucking tear his ACL or his MCL or whatever happened funny, to him. But funny like, you say, Jesus funny you say Christ. That. Remember that was the whole Jameis one of one thing? He's like, the, the most quarterbacks for a quarterback under 26. You're going to love this. this I, I had to go to Jameis one of one. First of all, at this point, is he the biggest troll slash moron alive? Yeah. He tweeted this last night. Outside of one game this season when Saints were out. Sorry. Outside of one game this season when the Saints were without nine starters and seven coaches because of COVID. First of all, dude, shut up. Like this happens. So, so off the bat, he's saying we're going to exclude an entire game from Jameis's stats this year. Outside of one game, Jameis had 14 touchdowns and one interception with a 114.8 passer rating in 5.25 games. Extrapolated over a complete 17-game season, that works out to 45 touchdowns and three interceptions. Do you hear what I just read? It's ridiculous. Dude, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever read. Outside of that one game, we just won't count the game where he threw three picks or whatever and did terrible. Yeah. And then we're going to extrapolate a season where he's now going to miss half outside the season. Of the, outside of the quarters in which he has thrown interceptions, if you just take the quarters of play that he hasn't thrown an interception in and you create you smash those and consider them whole games. So he's had 16 quarters where he hasn't thrown an interception. If you consider that four games, he has the greatest four game span in the history of football. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. It's, it's honestly, it's that the guy is the biggest joke of all time. And I cannot believe that he still exists. And he's I cannot got- believe that he's still doing it when he has his own team that he's the general manager of <laughs> to worry about. Worry about your quarterback who threw an interception to fucking lose the game yesterday. It's funny that you brought up 25. You're not going to believe what he tweeted last night. He tweeted, Jameis Winston will turn 40 in 12 years, two months, and one week. With his Hall of Fame level work ethic, 
With his Hall of Fame work level ethic and dedication to maximizing his God-given potential, anyone thinking Jameis Winston is done, watch and see what happens. So, dude, he's projecting Jameis Winston. About this, how about this, though? Let's 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 for age let's, forty. Let's t- forget forget Jameis one of one. The the biggest, like the lunatic that is that guy. I know we've given him a lot of pub over the years, but the Saints this year have been a very low scoring team especially compared to their Drew Brees era. Yeah. They're playing defense. They're doing the don't let Jameis make mistakes thing. They're running the ball. Dare I say, if Jameis were healthy, that they have a quarterback controversy in Trevor Simeon, who comes in and plays fucking great for them. I know technically you're, he's not even their backup. But he played really well. Yeah. Not that I'm a Trevor Simeon stan. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose this, and I saw some people tweeting about it, some NFL insiders. Phillip Rivers. No way. He's less than three hours away. His football season's done as a coach. No. I wouldn't do it. I'd, tr- I'd, I'd rather have Trevor Simeon. Okay, just just throwing it out there. I mean, obviously they they you know their D's good. It's really good. They're six and two still. Or five and two. Philip Rivers. Archie Manning lives in New Orleans. Why don't you let fucking Archie Manning play? Just throwing it out there. You again, don't, I, you can unretire his number just for his. Again, I, I'm just saying. I just saw I just saw a tweet about it. And people some yeah, people were chirping. I think that's ridiculous. Okay. Personally, I was like, not, I wasn't on the like, oh, guys just get washed. Philip Rivers seemed pretty done. Seemed a little washed. Yeah. Well, that's a big win. I mean, it keeps but also the way that they've been approaching it. I mean, what's your deal if you're the Saints right now? I mean, like, are you attempting to win the Super Bowl? Like, do you think you like, Philip Rivers, you don't bring Philip Rivers coming in doesn't doesn't make you a Super Bowl contender. No. I mean, it gives you a veteran. They should have just stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, man. With their defense is playing. I mean, it'll be what's his name when he comes back, right? It'll be Taysom. Taysom. Yeah, it will. I, I just, you know, when you have a good defense, you can win a lot of games or at least be in games. Tim Tebow won a playoff game. Yeah. He, he, Tim Tebow is the poster child for if you have a defense, you can win a playoff game. Yeah. You know, conversely, the Bucs, they're, they're just not fully putting it together so far. But I think, they'll, you know, they'll be fine like they were last year. Again, the regular season doesn't mean anything. Are the but who rank these teams in order that you think could win the Super Bowl? And I'm not saying on the quality, but like all things considered. Bucks, Packers, Rams, Cardinals. Those are the in that order. I'm gonna go uh Super Bowl winning potential. 
I'm gonna go like Ram- you can, you can, I'll go. You can, I'll go Rams, Bucks, Packers, Cardinals. I just think the Cardinals are still young. They're they're still away. I I, I the Bucks had again. The Bucks won it last year. I think the I think the Bucks are just a better overall team. Talent they are. You can't argue that talent wise, both sides of the ball than the Packers. And I and I would say they could put it together. But then again, Aaron Rodgers gets so much. But I'm gonna sl- I'm gonna have the Bucks ahead of the Packers right now. Still, okay. I assume you're gonna disagree. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I I I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the same wavelength as the with the Cardinals. Like, I have I have the Rams for sure one. Um, I feel like the Cardinals Super Bowl potential is like yes, probably too early. But yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I might go. I might go Rams, Packers, and then like I maybe Bucks ahead of the Cardinals just because the Cardinals are young and the Bucks have Brady, who knows how to you know whatever. So yeah, that could be it. I mean, this is like all things healthy. Everybody, you know, Aaron Rodgers has his whole thing. But I, yeah, I think we both agree it's the Rams. Can we talk about some bad quarterback play? Sure. I want to talk about a couple people. I want to talk about that Carson Wentz interception. At the Carson end of the Wentz game. is bad. What is he doing on that pick six? The, the, the problem with Carson Wentz is it's very Jameis. It's very, if there, it's very Bucks Jameis. It's like, it it's like, it's not about it's the decision making is so questionable but like you only get good Carson Wentz because you get bad Carson Wentz right like it's like you can't complete reckless throws all the time yeah but but if you but if you if you limit your recklessness now you just have like a like reined in Carson Wentz like I just think Carson Wentz is you know, white Jameis. So Carson Wentz is white Jameis. And then what is Kirk Cousins after last night's game? Nothing was well, nothing new for NFL viewers. That was primetime Kirk Cousins where it's the most just mediocre. Eh, and you don't win. You know, our original Hall of Fame dirtball and Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota sports fanatic, Jesse Stanga tweeted me last night and he said, go easy. And I'm like, uh, other people might use this opportunity to like break down Kirk cousins. I feel like I've said everything I need to say about Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins is the ultimate Garbage time, stat patter, bad team stat patter. Like, I don't trust Kirk Cousins to be good essentially ever against. Forget when he has to. I don't think Kirk Cousins is ever going to be good against a good football team. He feasts on if you're bad, if you're terrible. He feasts on meaningless end of games. He feasts, he's 
When has he, we have no Kirk cousins, like fucking show us game. What the saints playoff game, the one playoff game he fucking won with where, where, where Kyle Rudolph full on shoved a guy. This is our Kirk Cousins defining moment against a team that how many how many playoff games have the fucking Saints choked away over the years? Kirk Cousins is like the problem with the Minnesota Vikings is you're you're believing all of the bullshit stats. It's like you play to win the Super Bowl and you have a quarterback who can't beat a a like I would say an above average football team with their starting quarterback out. Lost a hang with Mr. Coop. Cooper rush. Yeah. You got to win that game. You got to win that game. If you're Minnesota at home Sunday night against the backup quarterback. Kirk cousins is the ultimate. Like he's the ultimate guy. Like he's, I, I've, I've called him up before, but like, he's the modern day Carson Palmer. You're like on paper, it's like, cool. But what is your, if your goal is to have a quarterback that no one notices plays only plays good against bad teams. Great. But your goal is to win. You, I don't think you can win a super bowl with Kirk cousins. I don't think you can win a super bowl with Kirk cousins, no matter what your fucking team is. I don't think the Rams are good. With Kirk Cousins. I think the Rams with Kirk Cousins are the Jared Goff Rams. Hmm. That's He's tough. closer to Jared Goff than he is to Matthew Stafford. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I agree there. I definitely agree there. He's definitely closer to Goff. Who, we, who we're not sure is going to be in football in three years. I've never. What type my, of pizza? My team is in we, a division. We, my team is in a, was in a division with Kirk Cousins for a long time, and I was ex- I never once feared Kirk Cousins with the ball ever. So, what type of pizza? I think have we done pizzas for? I'm sure we have for Cousins because we like to rank our quarterbacks according to pizza yeah. sizes and pizza brands and whatever you want to do. He's not a Goff. Well, at this point, Goff is that square slice of pizza, right? Actually, we decided Goff was the pizza slice that the rat took Kirk Cousins is a non chain right he's like a he's like a he's like an independent pizza shop medium Hawaiian because some people are like I refuse this yeah I I first of all this is not me because I actually like Hawaiian pizza but you know how there are some people who are like if you eat Hawaiian pizza, you're the devil. Yeah. Why do people care so much about pe- pineapple on pizza? I don't know, but that's how I feel about Kirk Cousins. If you think Kirk Cousins is good, I don't think you should be even judging quarterbacks. It's like people who hate Hawaiian pizza go, if you like Hawaiian pizza, you shouldn't even be allowed to eat pizza. Kirk Cousins is a Hawaiian. Now, there are some people who like him, and people who are like me think that those people are fucking crazy. Yeah. I like it. I like that analogy. It's, it's pretty a, good. It's a difficult analogy for me because I like Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> but but I'm looking at Kirk Cousins the way people look at me when it comes to pizza. I cannot believe people want to eat it. 
That's a big win for the Cowboys, too. Huge. You know why? It, it not only pushes that lead so much farther in the division, I think it says, hey, we don't have to rush Dak back now. Right. We can play a few games with our backup. It's a, gut, it's a gutsy move not to start him and then you win. And now, right? Like if he's not feeling like he's there next week, I, I assume you sit him again. Yeah. 17 games this year. And you're trying to win a Super Bowl. And you all you have to do is win the division. And you have a th- what? I think they have a what are they right now? Six and two? They're six and one. They've only lost six and one. one. Game. Right. They, right. They had a they had a bye. So they have a three game lead on the Eagles. Yeah. Who haven't had a bye. Exactly. Who's your MVP right now? Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. I mean, Tyler Murray. It's tough not to have Rodgers right up there. Well, Stafford not right up there. Let's look at the like. First of all, I am a like as a Matthew Stafford, you know, truther through through the years in an Aaron Rodgers stand. I would love to see either one of those guys win it. And I'm I, I, I'm almost saying like I'm rooting for Stafford to win it. But if you're if you have the exact same record at quarter at, 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 as the Packers quarterback as with the with the Rams roster. To me, it's like like I'm giving the nod. To, if I had to vote right now, I'd give it to Rodgers. Yeah. Me too. I would too. And I know it's, uh, I know it's, you know, recency bias, but like that game is why, right? Sure. Thursday night against an undefeated football team. No wide receivers. I think Josh Allen is technically the odds on favorite, right? Current. NFL MVP odds as of five hours ago. Josh Allen's two to one. Tom Brady six to one. Dak Prescott six to one. Kyler Murray six to one. Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford are eight to one. Crazy to me. It's super early for MVP talk, but this. Yeah, no, it is. But you know this will this will be upcoming week. We're we're halfway through. Yeah. Week nine. Anything else that you wanted to cover? I don't have anything off the top of my head nope. that we missed. We have World I, Series. We got basketball. Oh got oh basketball. oh oh no! I didn't mean to wrap up the show. No, I know. I I'm saying I'm saying we don't need to force it when we have World Series and basketball and whatever. I do want to mention this real quick. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see how much money Roger Goodell made the last two years? I don't even want to know. It'll just make me angry. I was shocked. In the last, what did you say? Two years? Last two years. How much total money he's made? $300 million. No, it's not that much, but Goodell made $128 million in salary the last two years. It's insanity. I don't even understand. I don't even understand how. So I can tell you, it's in the article. Unnamed sources who attended some meetings. This is all coming from uh, 
the New York Times. Goodell's significant pay during the 2019 and 2020 and 2020 and 2021 seasons, so these last two years, was about 90% based on bonuses and due to the work he led in ironing out a new labor deal and the massive new media rights deal. So they're rewarding him for that new $100 billion TV contract, which the NFL signed through 2033. And also making sure there was no stoppage of work with the labor agreement. But, but think about that. He made $128 million just the last two years. It's crazy. Roger Goodell will be like a billionaire. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if he'll be a billionaire, but he's. He, how long has he been doing it now? 20 years? Pretty close. It's 50. coming up. It's like yeah. 16, 17 years. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't making, you know, 65, 70 million a year. Like, like he's now raking in. Right. I would love that job. Dude, you pay me $128 million a year for everyone to hate me? Take all the bullets? Bro. We don't get paid nearly that much, and pretty much everybody listening to the show fucking hates me, so it's fine. I mean, I got, I got Bengals fans talking shit to me, then blocking me when I present facts back to them. Yeah. Dude, we talked about it before. I don't know. Did we talk about it on the show or did we talk about it pre-last episode? But do you remember? I think we talked about it pre-last episode. Remember my Urban Meyer, LeBron James, Ohio tweet that sent Ohio people spinning off the face of the planet? Yeah. What is it with your state, dude? Ohio people are so fucking soft. I don't know, man. So triggered. So easily triggered. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, there is, there is a deep love from people from here, obviously for their sports, which is usually shitty sports. Let's just call it what it is, but also the state in general, which I mean, look, I, I, I have Ohio pride for sure. I'm not going to deny that. Although that was called into question by, certain Bengals fans like I'm some sort of sellout like I'm some Benedict Arnold because I present factual evidence on the Bengals and at this point I don't know what I want more I'll just say it on the show I've debated this with friends with siblings I don't know if I want a Bengals like first round loss to the Chiefs more or them just to melt down not make the playoffs I, I I'm not sure and I get mixed opinions from people oh I want them in the playoffs for sure for me, personally, I just think it, it it ramps the whole thing up. It ramps the whole in, like for the Andy Ruther. The, I guarantee they won't make a play. Like for that all to hang on one game, you gotta love that. Yeah, there would be some drama. You want that excitement? We didn't hear a single tweet from our good friend Justin Wood yesterday. I'm sorry, a single text. Yeah, not a single text. Justin, where are you at, man? I think he's doing all his talking now through Randy Ruther. <laughs> Evil Randy Ruther. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh my God. Well, before we get to uh, some of the other sports, I mentioned it earlier that Thanksgiving's around the corner, Joe. And it sure uh, is. 
the holidays is that time of year where if you're running an online store, I know we've got some people with small businesses. It's probably the craziest time of year, right? Because you're always shipping yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so dirtballs, if you need the best way to ship and you have ship to send out any of your products, you should use ShipStation. Right? ShipStation. Yeah. They have the inventory to manage orders, fill, and you can grow a list of stress and handle all the stressed out customers checking in twice a day. All that stuff that happens when you have a business. So if you sell anything, commerce, yes. If you sell anything online, this is this is what you're doing. This is what you got to use. You got to use ShipStation because the holidays are actually here. I, I'll say November. Let's call it the holiday season. And ShipStation works with all the major carriers, international and local, including FedEx, United States Postal Service, UPS. And uh, you even get access to discounted rates that are usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. Not anymore. Not with ShipStation. That's right. 98% of the companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it as long as they're in business. Wow. It's a good re retention rate. That's a great retention rate. So make this holiday season a little brighter with ShipStation. Use our offer code DIRTY to get a 60-day free trial. Just enough time to handle the holiday rush. So, so just go to ShipStation, S-H-I-P station.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter code DIRTY, D-I-R-T-Y. ShipStation. Make ship happen. They're the ship. There you go. Three, two world series. Yeah. I, I, I put out, I did it on purpose. I thought, I thought long and hard about it before I hit send. I put a reverse jinx tweet out there. It worked the game. We're going to a game six. Let's go. Uh, it's, it's, this is, it's the most painful world series i've ever had to watch honestly since like i don't know when uh really not rooting for either of these teams but god damn do i hate the braves so big big come like when when that when they hit that grand slam i was like well the series is over so you gotta love if you're an astros fan not only them fighting back in that game but fighting back to dominate that game that's what the astros need the astros need to win by scoring a lot of runs, this this series is going to come down to their ability to do that. Because if they get in the little like bullpen duels and whatever, and you know, if you're, if the game's four three, I like the the Braves' chances. But if the game's eight five, I like the Astros' chances. I almost think it's like a almost like a seven run over under. the The Astros need over seven run totals. And it'll be interesting, it, you know, I mean, now you go back for two games in Houston. Yeah. I'm going to play a call about the World Series. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline, guys. So if you got any questions about anything, as you can see, I've kind of been mixing it up and sprinkling the calls within the show. So I believe this is a call about the World Series. Okay. What's up, guys? This is Corbin from. No, we already did that one. Where, where was? By the way, it? Randy Ruther has just checked in on Twitter. 
Just heard a horrible take from Fix Your Life. I'm trying to be polite this week after relapsing and throwing my TV out the window yesterday. But I'm a brand new man this week. Can Randy Ruther get a who day? What was my horrible take? I don't even know. I don't even know the horrible take. Randy Ruther's not feeling it. Um, where is this call? Did I not? Uh, did I not save it? Let's see here. Maybe this is it. Hey, boys, this is Preston, and um, I have been um, on Twitter the last couple of days talking with some people. Um, obviously, because the Braves are in the World Series, the whole talk about the Braves' name and the tomahawk chop has all come up again. And listen, maybe it makes me racist or maybe it makes me, you know, I'm white, so maybe I, my opinion just doesn't matter. But uh, I just... <laughs> I can understand why the Indians and um, Chief Wahoo and a, a lot of those things, the Redskins, those make sense why they need to be changed. I understand that. I don't get why the Braves is such a bad name. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, that and the Tomahawk Chop, like, I mean, I guess I kind of understand, but I guess I'm curious. I don't know. Maybe you guys have talked about this before, but I'm just really, really curious on what you guys think about this. And personally, I think that the Tomahawk Chop is is a really cool sports uh, chant um, that's kind of unbeaten by a lot of teams. I, I mean, I just feel like it's it, it sounds amazing when all the fans are doing it. I don't know. I'm curious what you guys think. Think anyone? Anyway, boys, stay dirty. Well, I, I think, think we're, yeah, I think there's two different issues here as well. The well, Braves well, name is one thing and the Tomahawk chop is another. Well, it, it, here's my thing. And I think we might disagree on the, the, the chop for me is like, whatever. That's kind of my take is whatever. Uh, my problem with the Braves chop has always actually been the same since I was a kid. They stole it from Florida state. So it's not even original. Therefore, I think it's lame. So, like, I'm taking a completely different angle, which no one talks about. Florida State is the original Tomahawk chop. They are. And then the, the Braves stole it, and then the Chiefs stole it. So, you guys the, are all... The Braves' name is one thing, and I know that Manfred has talked about the relationship with the Braves organization and the local tribes, and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not speaking on behalf of any, like, there's... My, my opinion on the name doesn't matter. Because the same as the Redskins. Oh, I, I understand. We all understand why the Redskins name is more problematic, but also the, you know, tell me if, if, if the consensus from the people that matter from native Americans is like, Oh, the Bra Braves is a, you know, a, a like a, a nice name for a team you know, if it's, you're going to do a native American thing, as opposed to like a demeaning one, fine. My, again, my opinion on it doesn't matter. And like, yeah, as far as the Braves logo and the Braves uh, name, it doesn't offend me. And I actually think it's fine. And it certainly isn't chief Wahoo as their mascot. You know what I mean? Which we can all agree was a, you know, caricature that was drawn to be, you know, terrible <laughs> yeah. so the it's it's not the indians and it's not the redskins so the name i'm not even going to weigh in on because i don't know what 
the people who matter think of it. But as far as I can tell, like, yeah, it's not on the level of those. The tomahawk chop, like you said, stolen and to me kind of offensive. You shouldn't be mimicking Indian war cries when you're a fucking white southern douche bro. I mean, you know, if you look at the history, again, it's it's been stolen from Florida State, and it seems like that. I think Florida State probably of all the teams has the closest relationship. I could be wrong on this from what I've read with the tribes and like to where it's I mean, like they're the Seminoles. Yeah. To where like they're, they're Seminole County. Yeah. They're they've like, been very intertwined since the start. And like, that's all a part of that County. Like you're saying. So, uh, I mean, again, I, I used to get angry. I, I, I used to get angry as a kid. I used to always joke with my brother about that. Like he stole that. Like they're, they're taking this from Florida state. Um, and then Kansas city does it too. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. They do, the some version, they do some version of it. I mean, that one ESPN writer wrote a big blog about it. What, Jeffrey Passan? And, but, and, you know, the other thing is like, and I've heard this, t- and again, Manfred has talked about the, there's There's two different things here as well. And I think that's where the name, again, I'm going to leave the name on the side. But the chop, you know, the talk of, oh, they the the franchise has a good relationship with the tribe or blah 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 or the Native Americans in the area and they work together. That doesn't have anything to do with the fans. To me, it's like you're in Atlanta. Half the people in the crowd think like Civil War general fucking statues should still be up. So maybe just we don't let them also do. We don't also let them masquerade as Native Americans whenever they're in a rally. Well, like, you you know, for me, like, I don't really personally care. Like, like I said, either way, like, I'm just like, whatever. Uh, Obviously, we can hear it. You know, I'm not writing a blog. I'm not doing what the ESPN guy did. You know, also, by the way, it was anti-net. They're not related, but they, I don't know. You know, this is where he's coming from. So I, I'm sorry, he was. He was pro net pro net. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to change. I stick by my thing of like, you stole it. That's lame. I, I, I don't, I don't think many people are talking about that, but I've, I have found myself actually rooting for the Braves to win. I can't believe it. That's how much I can't stand Good. the cheaters. Open. Oh, we need. I need you to say that. I need you to say it clearly into the microphone. I have are found you, my- and, and you are predicting them to win, correct? No, 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 no. Uh, please, Andy, please. I'm begging you as a Mets fan. I need okay. you to say that you're rooting for them and that you predict they will win. For your sake, I'm rooting for the Braves and I think they will win the World Series. Thank you. There you go. You're, you're welcome. And you love the Native American chance so much that you also predict a Chiefs blowout tonight. <laughs> I took your Giants. Man. I know you did. That's that's what's killing me. 
I think the Chiefs do blow them out tonight. I think that let's go, let's I think, go. I think I think, the, I think the Chiefs do blow them out tonight. Let's fucking go. And the Knicks are not as good as their record, and they won't make the playoffs. Come on, Andy, please give me the curse. No, the Knicks will make the playoffs. Fuck but, you. But what are they? Five and one. Dude, the Kem- the Kemba Fournier. I mean, uh, ESPN puts out a power rankings today. The Knicks are four. Oh, those power rankings are hot trash, though. A lot. I mean, you know well, it's, I mean, the power rankings are the power rankings. You know, through five, six games or whatever it is. But the Knicks be big, big win the other night in Chicago against the Bulls. RJ Barrett playing like electrifying defense so far this year. A couple of like big stops on potential game winners. Knicks have a problem with closing, closing teams out. But meanwhile, they've escaped because when they haven't closed anybody out and the other team has a chance to win, they put old lockdown RJ Barrett on you. I mean, honestly, the Kemba signing and the Fournier signing for the value they got, like it's been, this Knicks team has been super fun for me to watch. And I'm, like I tweeted last night about the Braves, my reverse drinks tweet about the Braves. The Giants are on the verge of being two and six. The Mets have more money than anybody in baseball and literally can't get anybody to work for them. Thank God. I can't believe I'm saying it, but thank God for the New York Knicks. Or else I'd have absolutely nothing to root for at this point. You got to get, you got to get some playoff. Series wins though. Let's fucking go. That's what it matters for the Knicks. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Well, that is going to be the show for today. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. You can get some beer koozies on me if you leave a podcast review on Apple. Just leave your Twitter, Instagram handle. You can follow us on social at the Dirty Sports. Joe has a lot of shows. He already announced them. You, you sounded like you weren't done. You, it sounded like you were mid-sentence and then just stopped talking. Right. So I was waiting for you. I'm at Joe Prane on all social media, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Please follow me on Instagram as I'll put my shows there. This weekend, Wilmington, North Carolina at the Dead Crow Comedy Club with Eddie If. Uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next week at Key West Comedy Club, all with my good friend, Eddie. If we have had such a blast working together, I worked with him at Irvine this past weekend. Shout out to Matthew House of the Wolves, the dirtball who came out and saw us down there at Irvine. If you're a dirtball. Oh, oh sorry. I, let me, can I play a call real quick? I, sure. I, people aren't going to hear this in case they tuned out. I hate people who leave before the plugs. It was about your show. You're, you're dead to me. Let me play it. Can I play okay. it now? Or do you want me to sure. say it for next episode? No, play it. Is it from Matthew House of Wolves? I think it is. Where? Here you go. Coming in from uh, Irvine, California. You know, it's the number one ranked dirt couple uh, all around, wherever. We just uh, got done at a show. It was incredible. You got to go see live stand up in Irvine. Um, especially when Joe yo, Prino. Yo, 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 in the house. Joe Prino, you were amazing. Honestly, you should have had a lot more time today. A lot more time. But if you're going to open for Eddie in January, we will be there. 
No. Facts, facts. We're there for sure. And uh, we want to party before and after and whatever. Um, Andy, don't forget, I hope those joints got you and uh, Nick up in the skies back in the day. Um, we love the show. We appreciate you guys. Keep up the hard work. Keep doing what you guys do. Um, condoms are for guys who burn out in parking lots, especially like, bro, you drive a Cadillac TT, like relax. You know what I mean? It's late night. 100. Just get, just get home safe. You know what I mean? I get it. Condoms are for that, dude. Anyways, stay dirty, fellas. We love you guys. Dude, number one dirtball couple for sure. They were super fun. That was Matthew House of Wolves, Matthew Villalobos, Villalobos, and his beautiful girlfriend who attended the show and they listened to the show together. They, they came out, they supported, they bought some Eddie F merch. They threw a little, they threw me a little Joe Prano cash for the Miller light fund. They were right there in the front row. I love it when dirt balls come to the show. So three different comedy clubs in North Carolina and Florida over the next week or so hope to see more of you guys out there. If any of you Florida dirt balls or North Carolina dirt balls, I want to play some golf. I think I'll bring my clubs. So hit me up. Let's get it on. Yeah, those those joints were used. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, that's the show. We did it. We completed it. All right, guys. Uh, you guys have a great start to your week. As always, much love for tuning in. And don't forget, stay dirty. <laughs>